0: It's time, streaming live
1: from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight
2: podcast of the world, the Big Play Reflect Show.
1: happy monday i almost forgot what day it was it's the same day every week for us here on the reflog show happy monday and welcome to the big play reflog show i'm gabriella cruz alongside nick padone we got chris mcneil tuning in as always from what is it granville ohio
3: for beautiful and scenic granville ohio right outside of columbus beautiful yes, I am. hello gab how are you
1: Good. How's it going? We have so much to chat about. Uh, Bohm on the producer chair. We got Cody in the background. He'll be making some cameo appearances as he works on our art wall featuring all of our guests on this wall. So um, yeah, the painting looks good. We're adding Josh and Maria. Maria Cribs is going on today. So is Icky Woods. That was a great interview we did with the Bernie Kosar show. And we're going to have a really cool Labatt featured interview in studio. Should we get right into it, Nick? What do you think?
0: Yeah, we could jump right into it.
1: Okay. Hit it. All right. Joining us in studio today as part of our Labatt featured interview is social media manager and... Charter Captain.
2: <laughs> what a mix, what a mix. What a Mike mix.
1: McFadden, thanks for coming in.
2: Sometimes both of those things at once. <laughs> at the same time, apparently here, yeah, that's what it takes. But some, Hey, thank you guys for having me, man. This is great coming back for the events. Um, we're not in Dave's basement anymore. What's no. going on oh. here? Yeah.
0: yeah, well, uh, first we upgraded the garage. We had to fly. And then know? we, uh, yeah, and then now
2: we're in an airport. It's amazing. So I haven't been, I was in the studio once and you guys invited me back when it was Dave's basement. So this is pre pandemic back in, uh, in, in the big time here. So I appreciate the invite. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for popping in with us. So obviously it was a, a hectic weekend. I feel like, you know, we were kind of all in the same place technically, but different places at the same time. So it's kind of cool to recap the weekend that was Joe Thomas's enshrinement. So, um, how was that, man? Like, t- talk to me about your experience. Obviously, you tweeted the the clips and some of those some pics from you were like that gold jacket dinner right there.
2: That I had to make sure I got to the gold jacket dinner because it seems like the most intimate event, right? Yeah. You get really close. I'm like, You saw it from that footage. It's basically in the line with all of the Hall of Famers as they greet the new jacket recipients and they kind of hug them and welcome them into the club as they go. And I was right there. I got to see uh, Joe right before he made that walk and it was pretty incredible. I think it's funny, though, that you mentioned those uh, passing ships in the night. Everybody's in town at the same time, yeah. kind of exchanging texts. Hey, where you at? What are <laughs> yeah, you doing? Hey, that's... can we link up here? You know? Yeah. So I think that's a really fun fun dynamic, but it's always special coming home for me because I was born and raised in Canton, Ohio. Uh, The the Hall of Fame means a lot to me. We would uh, as kids ride around on our BMX bikes and there was a grassy hill up on the knoll before uh, the Ferris wheel was up there (laughs) to where we could sit and watch the games as a kid. So that was, it's always cool to come home and see what it's become Uh, the NFL and the whole nation descending on our hometown of Canton is just a really neat experience.
0: Yeah, you're excited for this new match and I know that's the. That I feel like back in the day, that's all like. And we we were joking about this at the game. Like, got any codes? Like,
2: my oh, co- <laughs> right, code, code, code season. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm, anybody knows it out there? I was uh, formerly e- form formerly EA Sports community manager, and one of my duties was to pass out those codes each coats, year. Codes, codes. You know, so it became it became a thing. Oh, i on you, man. Yeah. There. It yeah. was. Uh,
0: it, and it was like it was a drug because when you got a little taste of it one year, it's like, oh, I wonder if fadden's got another code just takes a text (laughs) codes question mark you know so uh
3: yeah excited for the new Legend status in our household over those codes with my boys i mean it was absolute gold it was like christmas in august when you would give me those codes every year so i i definitely appreciate that and on behalf of my two kids they also say thank you for those codes mike
2: well you were saying to me that they would not listen to anything you had to say about football and, and all of a sudden they're interested in football with Madden in the house. So that's, That's you
3: you, you very much so changed my life. (laughs) It went from, you know, Hey kids, sit down with me and watch the Browns lose, which they're like, dad, we're kind of sick of this. And then all of a sudden we started getting Madden codes. They started playing Madden and now, They are like experts at football. They know way more about football than I do. They start talking to me like I know nothing, which is fine. I'm kind of used to that in my private life anyway. (laughs) Uh, But that's all thanks to you really gave them that next level love of football, really.
2: I tell you, it it like meshes with their brains better because even (laughs) when I was coaching like 11, 12 year olds, you try and talk to them about schemes. Uh, you know how to run a cover too? Yeah, no idea. They're like, yeah, I'd say run a deep purple or a shallow yellow, which is what you do in Madden. They're like, oh yeah, that I got that, no problem. I got it, Coach. No problem. So yeah, Madden. Uh, I think it's eight days away from Madden 24 is the newest iteration. We had um, we had John Madden on the cover last year, which yeah. was really, really good. Good to see. Um, but I'm excited for it. You have some uh, features coming back that were some of my favorite things, like those drills in franchise mode was a was a really fun thing and then of course uh Madden Ultimate Team is always a always a good time too.
0: I know we talked a little bit about it when the rank you know, another big Piece of Madden just culture is when the rankings start to trickle in and then you got people mad at the rankings. I remember a couple years back when we were in Dave's basement, we brought a ratings adjuster on with Mac Wilson. Yeah. And Mac Wilson literally just yelled at him on our air. He was, you know, like because then he had a pick six the next game and he got his wish and he got boosted.
2: My guy Dustin, equipment guru over there, the ratings <laughs> guy. I know the I know the heat that he takes every single year. Yeah. And the athletes want all the smoke every single they year. They, they are do. not upset or shy about bringing up their feelings about it. And it's what what I love about it is how ingrained it is in the culture, right? Like, yeah. these guys have been playing Madden and, and football video games their entire life. For the, so for them to see themselves in game, it's <laughs> like an achievement, you know? It's like, I have made it into the NFL. And, you know, in fact, uh, at draft, we had a draft activation where Carson Wentz and Golf came by right after they came off of the stage, being drafted to see themselves in game for the first time. And it's just it's such a cool experience for them. I would just, you know, it's a dream come true for, for any kid playing football. What'd you make of that Watson at 78? Uh, you know, it's a little harsh. It's a, it's a little cringe, you know, but I think he's got a little proving to do out there, you know. Um, so we'll see. They'll, they'll raise him up and they'll adjust him. And I got Dustin on, you know, speed dial here if I need to make a phone call. <laughs>
3: love it. Love Hi. it. Do we- you remember a player? Who's been the player who's maybe the most upset? that you can recall, Mike, about their rating overall. <laughs> oh, it might have
2: been Mac Wilson. I'm, I'm telling you, I saw that show, and Mac was really heated about yeah. it, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think who else gives Dustin the most heat, and and that's the thing. They literally have him on speed dial, too, so, I mean, his phone is just, at this time of year, uh, going off. I'm trying to think <laughs> who is. Was...
3: It's probably flip form. You know, back in the day, he was probably like, oh, this is cool. I've got such and such as number in my phone, and now he's like, man, I wish I didn't have all these... M- NFL players in my phone, right?
2: Micah Parsons is very, very vocal about his ratings and his performance, and I'm sure Micah is calling Dustin at like 3 a.m., you know, (laughs) saying, bro, plus, plus, plus,
1: please. That's funny.
3: That's great. I'm sure he's never had somebody call in and say, hey, you know, you've got me kind of rated high here. I really think that it'd be better if you bring me down a few levels here just because, you know, they're expecting a lot more from me because of the batting rate. You don't ever have that where people ask to be lowered on there, do you? No,
2: that would be a first. That would officially be the first. And I think it's, you know, the, I think the other one, the one that I've seen and heard is Baker Mayfield was really mad about his catching rating being really low like the worst weird obscure things that some of these guys would be like man my kicking needs to come up too because i can hit a 35 yarder and it's like dude you play qb that's yeah well, <laughs>
0: that's the or most that, obscure so thing yeah. yeah but you can and i totally have put a qb at kicker or a kicker at qb is really the more common one
2: well what's fun about ultimate team is that they mix it up once in a while and you you get like a brady punter because brady's put a few punts down out there, right? So you can have Brady back at punter. And what makes that great is, yeah, if you want to call that fake punt cheese, you got Tom Brady back there (laughs) slinging the ball, right? So that's fun
0: always a lot of fun. So talk to us a little bit about where you're at now, obviously, you know, back here in Canton for the festivities, but then heading back down to Florida, we were talking about it a little bit um, in the green room, back in the big playoff is weird to say still Um, talking a little bit, just fishing, you know, getting out there on the salt water, which is obviously very different than the fishing up here in Cleveland. So talk to us a little bit about what you got going on with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So free agent. Now Uh, I've been working hard past seven months at maximum football, which is the next kind of title that's coming out going for that madden crown you know uh but on to the next adventure here and going to be doing some fishing content again i've been banking some fishing content over the past couple months that i haven't been able to get to editing and putting out so i've got a few videos in the bank that we're going to be putting out here soon uh also You know, just kind of talking to some other companies right now, one licensed by the NFL, trying to stay in that uh, NFL arena and realm and, you know, some positive stuff. Just talked to um, great contacts yesterday within the Browns organization or ex-Browns, a former Browns, shall we say. So, you know, some really positive things here coming out of this trip and uh, lots to be excited about, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we're all pumped for the season, but... You know, and there's, again, it feels like expectations to be good again. How good do you think the Browns are actually
2: going to be this year? I think a big key to our success this year. I think we're going to be in a contender for the playoffs, certainly, this year. And I think a lot of that is coming from Nick Chubb getting a higher percentage of those snaps now that Kareem Hunt is gone, right? I think that we're going to be able to set up that play action, you know, that we've brought in some great receivers that are going to be set up uh, for us. And uh, that Nick Chubb taking the multitude the the majority of those snaps I think is going to be a key to our success at, in the offense for sure
3: now, now you say you say Nick Chubb but I mean Deshaun Watson has got to return to form right if he's the same Deshaun Watson we saw last year it doesn't matter what Nick Chubb does we're not we're going to be crap right
2: yeah I mean a lot of worms were killed last year in those last six <laughs> games okay um you R. know R. so <laughs> yeah uh if I hear the terms Oh, he hasn't played football for a long time this year. I can't. I can't listen to that anymore. That's not an excuse anymore. He's had an off season with the camp. Uh, you know, they look good on paper. I don't want to hear that either. Okay. That's like the worst (laughs) term in football. Uh, So he has to take strides. Absolutely. Um, And, and I think that Nick Chubb behind him being the security blanket for him. He also has Njoku out there as his security blanket as well, uh, coming through the off season program. I think he's going to be looking a lot better than just being thrown in there essentially for those last six games last year.
3: Yeah. the Browns always throwing in the offseason some periphery stuff. You know, this year we see the white helmet.
2: What are your thoughts on the white helmet? so I love it I mean I'm yeah. one of the guys that has to go back hundred years to talk about our success in championships so, you know autogram Jim Brown and uh, the, the white helmet just harkens back to those days I'm a little disappointed they didn't put the numbers on the side of the helmet though what was the was there reasoning was there a voting did I miss something was, <laughs> yeah you know? n-
0: no voting on
2: that one. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll fast forward to that what's your thoughts on the dog logo uh, much better than the elf logo okay. I, I I mean I like the elf <laughs> logo but the dog logo reminds me of my guy Darth Vader he just looks yeah. like <laughs> imposing, okay, like you know, the dark side of the force is coming for you here,
0: for sure. What do you think they so put what at the fifty? Go at midfield, then.
2: Yeah, oh, that's the next thing. We're... No, that's the one. The new logo needs to go at the, the dog. Yeah, it would you be pretty dog? cool. Yeah, because, I, you know, if we're going to rebrand, we're, it seems like, I don't know if it was Gab that made the list of all the changes that we've made. Uh, you know, I, it was something that I scrolled by on Twitter the other day, but it's just like, I feel like we need to commit a little more to around some of these things and, uh, you know, kind of set a new precedence, precedence for the new Browns coming out. So I think that would be a good way to kick it off. That would be cool. That's That's a good argument for it.
0: All three Cleveland sports teams are in a bit of a, identity crisis mode right now you know like the guardians even when they were the indians they were like yeah we're the indians but we're just gonna wear jerseys that say cleveland on them you know we're gonna just go with the c so they weren't really the indians and then the Cavs just have a bajillion every nba team has just a bajillion jerseys and logos and now the browns just have a new logo every year which is cool
2: I mean, like I said, consi- I'm a consistency guy, right? Like I'd like yeah. to see the same thing for a couple of yeah. years here. It would you know, be cool. Like, we're coming up on having a head coach for a couple years in a row here. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So that's really nice. You know, a good uh, place right. to start. All right, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Because you think like because the Browns are one of the you know oldest storied organizations. You know the Steelers, they're not having their fans vote on logos every year. The Yankees, they're you know they're going to be out in the pinstripes in the NY like the Lakers, the Celtics. Not, here we I don't know we kind of have like an identity crisis I just can't on, I, I just
2: can't do the elf since the Jets game last year I really <laughs> just have night, that. Just nightmares absolute nightmares about the elf from that All right, game. Alright get him
0: out of studio that's
3: enough with the Jets game you, to, <laughs> and you bring up that come on it's we don't still need to so bring up near. that kind of we're having fun here.
2: They had no time out
3: <laughs> they
1: had no time out <laughs> that PTSD comes back in a hurry
2: it does it does <laughs> sorry to bring it up sorry, I'm a sensitive subject in the studio sorry, sorry.
3: <laughs> We got good times in Cleveland right now, and you have to do that. We just had a great fight over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, boxing also, at like, second base is a dream. Also had
1: Did, going on too. Were you here for that game or just Sunday? Or? We
2: we went to the game after, where he's still playing. Okay. So, so that was really all the standing ovations. Yeah. was really cool. But oh, man, what a scene at second base the other night. The the throwing of the hockey gloves down to the ice and the, the, the backing out of the umpire and, and just <laughs> the jelly legs on the way off the field. It was, there was a lot of interesting scenes, for sure. Now,
3: now Mike, you, you've watched a lot of baseball in your day. You've never seen two guys
2: square up like that, have you? I have not. Ne- you know, usually you get the the pitcher mound uh, exchanges yeah, and the, you know, bit, yeah. but nothing out there in the infield to where they are just straight squaring up like two boxers <laughs> and nobody went to stop them at first. Like it was, I mean, yeah. it was intense there for a minute, for sure.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, there are business decisions being made. Everybody was looking at that going, I don't want any part of that initially. And everybody was in shock at first. I think there was that instantaneous. It's like, oh, my God, is this actually going
2: to happen, right? What did Nick say is uh, induction into the uh, Hall of Fame for the umpire there? The uh, Yeah, the, the business, business decision, decision. Hall, the Hall of Fame. fame. He, yeah.
0: he saw that, and he was like, Ah not, not for right me. <laughs> not for me. Somebody else. Yeah. I inducted him uh, on Saturday. He was first ballot business decision hall of fame.
2: <laughs> yeah, wild time. So a lot of activity in town this week. It's been and a no lot kidding. of lot of attention too. Like, yeah, yeah. Cleveland's kinda hopping.
1: I'm I mean, kinda pumped for us though. I feel like first of all, Major League Baseball can really benefit from a little action like that. Our sport never gets enough just jazz around it to begin with so i think this really hypes people up makes them click makes them see that it's not just this boring slow game anymore i um, was literally
2: going to say the same thing it's it's one of those good press for us it, it kind of feel it okay. ba- well, like good no bad press is you know no good yeah. no, people, no bad press i get thing, what you know? people
1: say about unsportsmanlike conduct but it's like Sports is – this is why we love sports, because we love passion, okay? We love stuff that unfolds like this. And in this scenario, it was the perfect – just the bully, you know, he found out. The bully found out. Tom
0: Hamilton had had a really good, like, quote on it, too. And he was like, you know, when Jose's in Cleveland, he always gets a big – roar you know from the crowd he's like but now people hate tim anderson so much around the league like when jose goes different places people are going to be excited to see the guardians in town because jose clapped the dude
1: and think about just how much more credit jose could be getting for his playing and just cleveland it kind of put us on the map our team on the map because we have been I feel like even this season when we were looking at all-star voting and things, and we're like, how come no one Baylor. knows what yeah. this team? We've got some really cool pieces. Obviously, right now we're a little in shambles. We got the injuries and the trades. Obviously, we're just we're not what we were at the beginning of the season. But it's nice to put us on the map and Major League Baseball. Well, also- I think just
2: baseball needs a shot in the arm. You know what I mean? Just as far as excitement, as far as national stage, growing an audience, uh, having more eyes on the sport, um, you know, and it's a very traditional sport. There's a lot of tradition involved, a lot of unspoken rules, yeah. a lot of uh, worrying right. about, uh, you know, disrespecting the game. And, and as much as I respect all of that, I think we also need to lighten up a little bit about some of the things. Right. And, um, you know, something like this is definitely a way to start that yeah yeah, yeah.
0: So. somebody getting jawed at which second is, which is kind
3: of ironic because it all started because everybody was talking about tim anderson disrespecting the game ultimately. yes yeah, yeah. that's you know, why we love it jose so much
1: yeah.
0: and also too to to put a bow on the sportsmanship thing and came out this morning jose did offer out uh, apology to tim Look anderson. Out, bigger man i like and, it and that's tim anderson didn't answer
2: He's melting yeah. down on
0: Twitter. Yeah, uh, by he's the way. in absolute I mean, panic mode, which I would be too. I mean, cuz here's the here's what made it so funny is he squared up first. And like his He stance, didn't
1: even have well, his right his proper <laughs> foot forward. And they usually say, don't they say the person who does it yes. first is like has no idea yes, what they're doing no, and, and boy did it show. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And
1: he threw down he he had all the theatrics. Yes, he yes. had all the theatrics which meant he he wasn't packing much of a game.
2: Yeah, the yeah. high guard didn't help him much. No, no, uh, yeah,
1: no,
3: no, no. no, no, yeah, yeah. And MLB needs to think about instead of suspending Jose, they need to give him a bonus for that.
1: <laughs> I right know here. it. Absolutely, he literally Some... just hyped. He just made us all revenue healthy. share. I How mean, you come not on.
0: Yeah,
3: I think sure. that
1: if it had happened to any other player, you know, if it was someone who was more quiet, it, it, it was just the fact that that particular matchup yeah. and the fact that it wasn't an even matchup. This dude is a 5'7", yeah. you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> Low man wins. That's what yeah, I was talking about. And, and, and he I was did tough. too because
1: yeah. he, he, like, he
0: was like weaving a little bit and he just kind of <laughs> waited until the perfect time to Everyone throw the right hook. Everyone says he had
1: his eyes closed, but I think I needed to give him more credit. I think he knew where he was in space and like... I mean, yeah, he closed his eyes, but he I feel like he was in the zone. Oh, yeah. He knew where that was going to... Somebody
2: was pulling him back, too. Yeah. So it was like the one last yeah. hook. No, there was only one person's eyes that were closed on the way down, and it was not Ramirez. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see him trying to get, up, get up after? Up, like? concussed, trying to get back into <laughs> the mix. I cannot believe yeah. that.
1: And the and the Chicago White Sox fans just holding on to dear life and Twitter replies that are like, he didn't get KO'd. Yeah, he stop. didn't get KO'd. Choked out like, well, or something when I saw get out of here. I mean, he did the stun, little, like,
2: yeah. Oh, right. he did. He was sleeping yeah. on the way down.
1: He was yeah, sleeping exactly. on the, he on the he way. He woke down. up, but I mean, to what? <laughs>
0: yeah. He was,
3: <laughs> that and was. Kudos have already been given out all over the place. But once again, Tom Hamilton. Yes. I mean, what yes. a treasure, right? Just absolutely nails it. Goes with the Howard Cosell call <laughs> on that. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Just a consummate professional. Just constantly makes Cleveland proud. And in just the biggest and the brightest of moments, Tom Hamilton always. Always shows up, and he does it once again here. Way to go, Hammy. You <laughs> nailed it. Bro. He said, oh,
1: they're Chris. fighting. They're fighting. <laughs> and Chris, you know what? That's such a good point, too, because when I rewatched that, Sometimes I I wonder how he just knows exactly what's happening. Do you get what I mean?
0: Yeah, cuz they are high people Be, don't. they're high, they're up, high like, up. I'm like
1: what is he watching? Yeah. What what pr- prompter is he watching where he was able to see that in real yep. time so quickly? Because I think a lot of us couldn't quite tell, you know, depending on where you are and the angle, and he was just right on top of it yep. in real time, which you're right, was just fantastic.
0: All right, what I think we got to jump into some fill in the blank because we all we yeah. already kind of A little bit got into the first (laughs) one, so then this is this is perfect. Boom, just trust me, fill in the blank.
1: (laughs) All right, we're staying on topic here with the Jose Tim Anderson. The Jose Tim Anderson fight was fill in the blank
3: cathartic. And I'll tell you why
1: mm, right like now we word. were at
3: a low point coming right off of that trade deadline. You lose Savali. You have a team that's getting even younger. Uh, you know, both of the big free agents that we had in the off season are both gone. Uh, we're falling back in the division. We're really at a low point and you had the fans that were still showing up, right? It was a sellout on Friday. You had great attendance over the weekend. So the fans were still into it and we needed something to rally around and here comes, jose ramirez and just laying out tim anderson i mean what a moment even if we didn't get the victory and we didn't get the victory there or the next day but in that moment we'll remember where we were when we saw that punch what happened there, the reasons why he did it. He was standing up for his teammate for a young guy against this guy, Tim Anderson, who's a huge pain in the ass, and just kudos to him, and it was just a nice pick-me-up for everybody there. We may not have playoffs to look forward to, and oh, by the way, I don't think we do, but you know what? When we look back on this season, we're going to remember what happened on that date because Jose Ramirez went and not only took out Tim Anderson, but also
0: kind of raised the spirits of everybody in the city, I'd
3: say. Well, we
1: can rewatch. That video um, yeah. on a dark yeah. day.
0: I agree, it was legendary. I mean that like, you, you know, we talk so much in Cleveland about like things that were further than the game. Like Bottlegate, you know, is one of those things that comes to mind. We're like. Chris said, "You know, where were you when? That's definitely one of them. Like, you know, when Jose knocked out Tim Anderson? Because, and I know, Gab, you said it too, but this wasn't like Tyler Freeman knocking out their, you know, bullpen pitcher after getting hit by pitch. This was like a collision on second. It was Jose defending the dude that just made his. And we forget that the night before
1: he had that overturned call at second base because he pushed Rokio off the base very clearly. And Tito
0: was tossed. It's against a division rival." like there was just so many things that factored into it so it's it's definitely a legendary moment of Jose's career really like probably a legendary Cleveland baseball moment mm-hmm. like this is that's the highlight of the season when you look back on this year what are you gonna remember so far that's it yeah Yep.
1: I had a couple players tell me that like he's just been an ass ache throughout the league yeah. and it couldn't have happened oh, yeah. to a better person I I won't say <laughs> who it was but I mean I, it's kind of true. Like I said, he's just kind of the bully.
0: I mean, and Jose's agent, you know, put the picture of him in the boxing gloves on there. Like, everybody know. And, like, yeah, everybody knows. Tim Anderson is just a pain. Like, yeah. I thought oh, it was 10 White out of 10. Sox fans, For the I agent mean, to put
2: with that with pick their, up there, I was. <laughs> yeah. I think it's all Cleveland. You know, I think it just represents Cleveland. I think it represents Northeast Ohio. I think the toughness and the F around and find out, you know, chart. Uh, right. sits right here in northeast ohio sometimes and i think that just that toughness and the that you just can't come into our house and
1: yeah that like underdog that, mentality you know? that we adopt so well in yeah. this city yeah. was just on full display yep. yeah. in action for, it was poetry and motion yeah
0: for a guy like again i'm just repeating Gab like five seven you know kind of <laughs> like just an underdog in and of his own right to do that yeah it was so cool
1: so great. Uh, I didn't see the Jake Paul fight or anything, but I already knew that's the best free fight I'll ever see. So
0: yeah, it was free.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> the, okay.
0: The Jake Paul fight was cool too. It was cool that Jake tweeted the picture of, of him, him and, and Jose, Jose from when he fought in Cleveland, like for the land. Like that was that, that was pretty cool. cool saw that, that. Yeah, that was kind weird. of acknowledged what was going on. It I was, just
1: love Cleveland, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like Logan Paul won at WWE. Then Jose knocked out Tim Anderson. Then Jake won. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Big night Saturday for Cleveland Fights. Oh, and by the way, Joe Thomas went into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame earlier that day. No big deal.
1: What are we gonna do? I'm still buzzing. Like I can't can't believe all the action.
3: It's not even football season yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At this point in the season, my realistic expectation for the Guardians is we're four and a half games back in the division. Obviously, we know our division isn't any good this season, and we've lost seven of the last nine games. Looks like we're going to focus on developing young players.
3: We're an idling car is what we are. We're not hitting the gas. We're not quite hitting the brake. We're just going to idle through this season. We're going to end up second in the division probably. We're probably going to be five, six games back, something like that. I think some of the young guys are going to play out a little bit, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll probably bump our heads on first place at least once or twice, potentially, (laughs) but then fall off ultimately at the end and, and just be like a car idling, just not do anything spectacular through the rest of the season and not unfortunately make the playoffs.
0: Yep, that's where I'm at, too. I do like what you said, Gab, about focusing on developing those young guys. I think, like, getting Gabriel Arias consistent at bats. Like, we've finally gotten a little peek into the power that's there. Um, finding out what's your long-term solution in right field. Is it Oscar Gonzalez? He's been kind of hit or miss quite yeah. literally. You know, kind of pun intended on that He's one. He's got so. that long swing. Yeah, I'm we were talking about you. that uh, when we were in the typical suite. Yeah, some, like, that swing is just, ugh, when it When he doesn't make contact, it's like, <laughs> Oh God, bro! But then when he does, it's, it goes a long way. So right. I think it's just really figuring all that out. Really what he's still season. young,
1: and he's such an athlete. I'd like to see him win. I'd like to see him develop.
0: Yeah, no playoffs. I really don't even care anymore. Like, like you know, we're saying like it's crazy that Chris and I were at the game Friday, and that was the only win. But really, the excitement was Saturday with the Jose knockout, and then Sunday they lost too um, with the blown save. I don't really even care about wins.
3: They, and losses they did anymore. that on the cock, though. They were on the peacock. Nobody was watching. The Sunday. <laughs> Nobody. Cares. I was. I. He got. I
1: was so mad about Christian, our loss. I was still
3: watching The Office. I was mad. I was following it. Did you see you hit the home run? I thought this is going to be a nice story because Aries hits the home run to yeah. tie that thing up. And you think, okay, here we go. Put a bow on this one. This is the guy who was slighted. Now he gets his own revenge after Jose lays out Tim Anderson. Here we go. And of course, that's what I get for trying to write a Cleveland story. We I was yeah. really in disbelief.
0: Yeah, Cole Calhoun at first base oh, was killing me, man. That that was a game at first base that he played. He definitely played at first base.
2: Back to back bobbles cost the game. You know, we were we were uh, we had the momentum.
0: Also, how what the hell think did about we get those... Cole Calhoun? Yeah,
2: yeah. kind of random. Hey, so did you guys see that fight at second base? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) That's all all
1: we could do. (laughs) We could could only go back on that. Okay, the newest wave of college football realignment is...
0: Irrelevant to me. The Mac is still in shape. That's all I (laughs) care about. I know I got Kent... On Tuesdays, I got Akron. On Wednesdays, I got Toledo. On Thursdays, that's all I care about. Who cares Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten? They're going to get dusted by a million points by Ohio State any given Saturday. It's a little bit weird that are those games going to, you know, is it still going to be Big Noon, Big Ten, you know, when you're all the way out in Washington where it's three hours the opposite way. But other than that, I don't really care about the realignment. Kind of – I feel like they're going to just keep doing this every year until there's only a couple conferences left. So I'm just holding on to my sweet babies in the MAC, and that's it. Yeah, I was going
3: to say this thing's inevitable. We've seen it coming now for a while. Yeah. I think eventually it's going to be just old school. It's going to be the north. It's going to be the south. You're going to have two divisions, and we're going to be fighting – every single year for superiority and it's going to be ohio state against whoever out of that sec yep. um, you know you got michigan of course coming up now but uh i i think i think it's going to be two divisions eventually and then all the other divisions like our beloved mac are going to fall out underneath that
0: yep i could see it i, I like that the big 12 is trying to stay a little bit relevant um i'd like lo- you know color the colorado thing to me is just so intriguing because like it's just going to be this year though because coach prime so yeah i man. i don't know you're God. not you're not excited for prime oh yeah absolutely oh, who okay. is it okay i thought yeah, you were going. I
3: had some intrigue there i'm i'm all for intrigue as you know I mean, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. That's either going to be wonderful and it's going to end up being a great story or it's going to be a terrible disaster. And either way, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. I don't know that I'll be betting with them on typical betting on Colorado, but I'll definitely be watching. I will definitely be watching that.
1: My biggest takeaway from the hall of fame game was.
3: Yawn. Absolute yawn. That first half. If I'm, if I'm somebody other than a Browns fan, I'm turning it off real fast because that was ugly football. You could tell that these were two teams not ready for primetime. You obviously weren't playing the starters anyway, so you don't have the stars out there. And what we were left with was a bunch of penalties, some poor execution, and then, of course, you have Cade York missing a (laughs) a field goal. So, I, I mean, that thing was just nasty in the first half. Now, if you stuck around for the second half, as I know you guys did and I did, then you got to see a little bit of football you got to see dtr kind of play out so that was fun but boy it was tough to kind of get into it's one of those like netflix series that you have to just hang on for a couple episodes before it gets good this one was a netflix series you had to hang on through that first half Get to the second half. There was a little bit of a payoff there, and then that was fine. It was easing into football.
0: Yeah. DTR looked good. Um, That was my takeaway. But Chris, you're kind of crapping on the Hall of Fame game. (laughs) 6.3 million viewers most watched Pro Football Hall of Fame game since 2018. It had more viewers than the 2023 NBA playoffs, the 2023 Stanley Cup final, the Field of Dreams game, and the 2022 MLS Cup. People wow.
2: miss football, man.
0: Football. You know? Yeah. Football,
3: and, and I football, think that's football. fabulous. And, and everything that Canton did that, you know, that's all great. They they did everything to set up for the show. But then when you have two teams that say, hey, we're not gonna play anybody, then you're gonna get what you're gonna get. So I mean, it is what it is. There's nothing anybody at the Hall of Fame or Canton could have done about it. Um, and the two teams, you know, when you get those guys out there. You know, I, I I don't know that you can expect much more out of those backups. So, so I,
2: <clears throat> I was there with my buddy Dub.W w of of Madden fame and uh, Madden tournament winner. And he was like, tell me about the team. Tell me tell me what's going to happen here. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I was talking about Cade York and. Said, he's probably gonna miss one here, really, and there it was. And then I was like, and this this guy right here, Anthony Schwartz, uh, <laughs> he's probably oh. gonna cough one up here in a second. And like, literally, not even two minutes later. So my answer would be some usual suspects out there, and some yep. um, some problems that we know are problems are still problems. Yeah. You know? So that's my that's my takeaway. A lot of excitement for. Um, the the new quarter Be, beware of the man with the last name with a with a slash with a hyphen in the middle by the way you know, just any of those guys, man. Rogers, Cromartie, any, anybody, yeah. you know, anybody with those long names that take up, uh, you know, J- uh, JOK, anybody with those long jersey names, man, no. watch good out. Point. So it's good to have uh, some more talent in the QB room or at least some young talent back there and showing up. So that's also uh, encouraging.
0: The Schwartz thing to me with Anthony Schwartz, it's so sad because like everything you hear is that the, it's he's just the nicest kid obviously a track convert trying yeah. to play football yeah. was definitely overdrafted. I yeah. mean, as a third round pick for somebody that really had limited experience playing the game at all, at any level, yeah. um, you, you know, you overdrafted him. And now he's in the spot where you're playing in the hall of fame game, which tells you really all you need to know about where you're heading. And your coach gives you an end around to try to put the ball in your hands and just enlist some sort of confidence in yep. yourself. And you put the ball on the turf, you fumble it away. And it's like, buddy, like, it, it, like Stefanski is saying, help me help you in that situation. Like I'm trying to get you involved. I'm trying to help you make this team and you do something like that. And I mean, I, I
1: do you it, think he'll make that? No,
0: I mean, his Browns career is over. Um, really the fact that he was in that game. I thought there would be a chance gab because of all the injuries that the Browns had um, had with, you know, Marquise Goodwin with the blood clots, like they probably needed a burner and then Daylon uh, Baldwin went down who had a really nice camp. Um, and, yes, Stefanski's literally saying, help me help you make this team and just continually, quite literally fumbling away opportunities. Schwartz isn't going to
2: make it. You really it. haven't. He he hasn't had a lot, uh, lack of opportunities. No. That's that's the <laughs> thing, right? Like, yeah. even last year, there was the question if he was going to make the team. Yeah. Uh, so he had a whole season there. Um, and, and you know, it's really a shame because he's a human being and yeah. he's taken okay. a lot of heat on social media. Uh, and you know, you hate to see that. For anybody, but... And he's young. He's young and he's
1: real talented. I mean, he's got speed kills. It does suck. He can't.
0: Yeah. And I think too, sadly for him, and not not to completely like rag on him, and this will probably be the last thing we say. Like, I don't even think he'll be one of the use cases where like we see sometimes with like former Browns players where the Patriots will Patriots, sign him, Raiders, and put some, him on the some, put him some. on the practice squad just to scare us. It's like, what does Belichick know? He's gonna turn Schwartz into a star. I don't think Anthony Schwartz even gets that privilege. I think he's probably, you know, XFL, CFL, you know, one of these different leagues, sadly.
2: Not going the Jabal sheared. Route over <laughs> to the Patriots yeah. and finding success. Okay. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't see it. I don't, I just don't see anybody else that really has a need for that.
2: Yeah, I mean it's nice to stretch the field. Uh, you know, I mean, if you just need somebody to just run down the field and take a cornerback down with him, I mean he can certainly do that. He's got the speed, like you're saying. But you gotta have hands in the in the league, man. You gotta hold on to the ball. It's a tough sport if you're yeah. going across the middle, like sometimes with uh, you know, that he's been known to do. He's coming across some of the big guys in there. And he's a he's a slight gentleman, you know, and he's yeah. built for speed. And uh, you know, I wish him the best in whatever whatever ends up happening.
3: Yeah, for sure. Since Schwartz is gone. I got to ask you, did my guy Tommy Togiai, what do you think about his chances? Made a little play there in the game. Do you think there's a chance he makes this ball club, Nick?
0: I mean – yeah, there's a chance. We we gotta see more. We're we're t- now we're really taking a deep dive into the Hall of Fame game,
1: which
0: I hate. To, which, which I really analyzing it yeah, deep over there. Which here. I really hate to do. Chris, ask me in three weeks when they played the last game of the year. I know. I know. I know. You know.
3: You know. I love Tommy Tokei, OSU guy, yeah. guy who I think could do something for us on the interior. I just saw him make that play, and I was like, I gotta ask
0: Nick. Yeah, I mean him. he the, he did. I'm gonna make be that on play. him
3: until he's out of here. When yeah. I don't want him to be out of here, I hope he stays with this team. But. I watch his career with intent.
0: Yeah, there were a couple where man, he got plowed in the opposite direction. Well, well, let's but... not talk about that stuff. No, no, no. Uh, Tommy Togiai, the
3: potential <laughs> defensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns this year, not think, the guy who was. I push think
0: Carryon Winfrey chasing an OnlyFans chick out of the nine did good things for Tommy Togiai's career. <laughs> Helped his career.
1: <laughs> oh, guys, breaking news. Sorry, I think Ramirez only got three games.
2: Oh, oh right. Anderson six. All right. What was the word on the street?
1: I was thinking five. Yeah,
0: yeah and oh I think people were saying on, like, the dreaded side, ten. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's
3: what oh I Oh, my was God. Scared. That's awesome. That means the
1: league recognized that he was not an instigator in this.
3: Do you have a source on that? I'm curious now. My
1: sister just sent me a screenshot and I don't have the article uh included. Gab's in
3: sister is the source on this. Yeah, so. Mandy Be- go go ahead, Mandy
0: Bell I think. Mandy Bell had it at 3:16 p.m. Jose Ramirez has been suspended three games for Saturday's buck brawl. He is going to appeal. Francona and Classe has have each been suspended one game. They will serve that suspension tonight as the show is live. Sarva which that was a funny piece of it because he was throwing haymakers, was suspended t- tonight. Or <laughs> uh, he was suspended one game and will serve that tomorrow. Gabriel Arias was fined, won't be suspended. Tim Anderson six games. Okay. Six. I was Wait, about to ask, yeah.
1: Real quick, this reminds me, well, to go off of Brown's and back to our full circle moment here. Um, Dollar Dog Nick's tweet, which by the way, everyone Tweets, big play on point. Yes, like yes, I thought I was we gonna lose my it. job for a minute, but we anyway, um, it. dude, Dollar Dog, when he said, "Folks, that's the greatest right hook I've seen since KU." Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: he hooked he, it right.
1: Or yeah, right hook. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was so funny.
0: All right, boom bets.
1: Yeah, boom, hit the bets.
0: You could bet with the show crew every single week. Typical sports book. Preseason football is officially back. We did hit our first big play boost of Brown's season. We are one and one on the boosts. That's right. The Browns with the over hit. And there were some doubters out on the Twitter streets. Obviously, betting the over in the Hall of Fame game was a little bit out of your mind. But we did it. We hit it. The exhibition games are the perfect time to kind of refine your NFL betting skills. You know, find out what you're good at betting. Are you good at betting the spread? Are you good at betting the over under? You know, are you just going to parlay money lines? Hall of Fame game, kind of the perfect time. Preseason, good time to get that going before week one starts. Tipico does all kinds of great promos and boosts. You hear us talking about it every week. you got to download it to find out, so be sure to sign up with our show link. And the new promo code is REFLOG150. And when you deposit that initial $50, you're going to get $150 of bets on us back plus a free $30 dog pound future bet credit. So you could bet on some of these things that we're talking about every single week. You know, Browns over nine and a half wins. Garrett to lead the league in sacks. You could make a future bet with that $30 dog pound future. So download Typico code reflog 150. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some of the bets this week. Friday, the Browns are going to be playing at First Energy Stadium Browns versus Commanders. Commanders open up as a plus one-point dog. This game's an absolute pick-em with the over-under at 38-and-a-half. Chris, are we riding the over-under again for preseason? Technically week two, but real preseason game one for the Browns.
3: I can't wait. I'm going to be at this game. Nothing beats a little
0: preseason I think I might go, too. I looked at the tickets today. They're like five bucks. I think I might slide through, (laughs) see a little DTR action in real life. As a season ticket holder, you
3: watch these games through gritted teeth. But, yeah, I'll be up there. And I'm going to be pulling for
0: the over. We're going to go over in this one as well. Let's go. All right. I'm going to go with it, too. Um, last week was 21 to 16. That's 37 total points. This week, Kevin Stefanski did get a, give a little bit of a nod to the media that that possible Deshaun gets a series maybe a little bit of Josh Dobbs too so start to actually see some some real NFL talent in these games let's talk about this Tipico's got it going with some of the prop bets that you could make Chris give me an anytime touchdown score for this game I don't even know who's going to be playing in this game are we going to have like Elijah Moore is he going to be playing maybe 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 a series I think you got to go with a sleeper man I got I got mine Give me your sleeper. I got Dimitri Felton scoring again. I think Demetric finds the end zone again. That RB3 job is wide open. We talk about some of the depth earlier in the show of, um, you know, Tommy Togiai. Is he going to make it? You know, what's that receiver room look like? Does Schwartz have any chance? I think the third string running back, because obviously you have Chubb. You have Jerome Ford, who, by the way, had a hamstring injury today at practice. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott, question mark. Um, But no, for real, for for this game, for my bet, I'm locking in Felton anytime touchdown. Okay, I'm going to stick with my pick.
3: Why not? Let's go. Maybe they try and get a little bit of chemistry going here early in the preseason. In that one drive, he's going to get that touchdown. So let me go with Elijah Moore.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. Looking ahead towards the regular season for the Browns, Chris, make the bet. Will Nick Chubb lead the NFL in rushing yards this season? That is our boost, I believe, on Typico this week. Chubb to lead the league in rushing yards. Absolutely. Why not? Let's do it.
3: I I could definitely see that happening. I think that uh, he's going to be, obviously, the featured back in this without having to cut They've already said this week that they're not gonna pull him off the field on third down. I know. So Stump Mitchell, hunger. baby. So that's gonna be big. That's gonna give him more carries. I think they're gonna continue to kind of ease Deshaun Watson in, at least the early part of this season. Um, so I think he's gonna get plenty of workload. Uh I, I can see, you know. He's not going to take a step back at his age. I, I fully expect him to be full go. I think this is his season. So, yeah, he's going to lead the league in rush.
0: Yeah, I know. And he, he's come close so many times. You know, Jonathan Taylor is still a threat. You know, this year, competition, you look around the league. Who's really... Threatening, you know, is this the league, the the year Derrick Henry takes a step back? Is Josh Jacobs even going to play? Christian McCaffrey isn't really a true rushing running back like Chubb is. He's more so, you know, take a screen pass to the house. So I really think this is the year where Chubb has the opportunity to do it. Everything we've heard is that Stefanski and Deshaun are going to open things up and throw more. I think that's perfect. They're going to be a throw first attack, and that's going to open up some crazy lanes for Chubb to have those big runs that we've been so accustomed to him having. And, you know, the Jimmy D on the call, you know, just going 70 yards, full, full go. All right, let's go Thursday. We got to bring bring everybody back to earth because we still do have a little bit of MLB action. We got some things to bet on throughout the week. Guardians and Blue Jays. It'll be Noah Cindergaard versus oh, Alec Manoa. Over under for me, Chris. Eight and a half total runs in this one. Noah has allowed six earned runs in 11 innings with the Gardos. Guardians have only scored 29 runs in the 10 games since Ahmed was traded. She. That's amazing. And the thing with watching Thor pitch now is
3: you hope the defense is good behind them because yeah. they're going to get some opportunities. Yeah. Like even that first game where it was like, Hey, maybe we have some, no, you really look at that game and it was defense behind them. There were a lot of hitting it at guys, which, Hey, that's, that's also what you're looking for. But uh, I don't know if that's going to play out over the course of the season. And uh, so I'm going to go under though. I'm going to go under eight and a half runs for this game. I just I don't see us putting up a whole lot. I don't know about the blue Jays here. Obviously they've got a little bit of uh of fire in their bats, but, uh, I, I could see it going under that eight and a
0: half. Yeah. Do we want to build a same game parlay for this game? Obviously we ha- we could have the under, um, kind of feel obligated to put guardians money line in there, especially against Alec Manoa. Do we want to go with a player to get a hit? Gab? I know you can't bet, but do you want to, well, I- do you want to toss me a player that could at least get a hit in this game? Jose would be back by Thursday. He sure will be. Yeah, so, I think yeah, that's what it's what a good Yeah, Monday, good Tuesday, one. Wednesday. Yeah, we'll get some boosts yeah. going for the return of Jose yeah, Ramirez. All right, one. cool, cool, cool. Friday, um, we'll have Browns football going on, but it'll be Guardians at Rays. The Guardians don't have a starter for this game, Sweet. but it'll be Aaron Savali starting oh, for the Tampa course. Bay Rays.
1: And the Rays are hot.
0: In Tampa Bay. Unlike Mike Clevenger, I still like Aaron Savali. Are we going to fade yeah. him? or what, what? What's the treatment we're giving Siv in the betting world for Friday? So, so how
3: many pitches for this no-hitter he's going to throw?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> come on, Chris.
3: You know the way this works. Come on. You've been around, right? Yeah. He's going to come back and he's like going to light yep. us up. I hope not, obviously. But, oh,
0: man. Well, for Sovalli's our bets, for one our boosts, what, what are we going to do, Chris? What are we going to do here?
3: We're
0: uh, gonna boost I, I'm the over Siv. TBD. That's kind of a scary proposition as well. So, um... <laughs> I I mean, there is a world we could bet on Savali to do well because we still like him. But Guardians money line. So like Guardians money line with Aaron Savali over X amount of strikeouts. Yeah. And like that still could hit. The odds would probably be crazy too. Do we just do that? That hopefully yeah that's kind of that's kind of nuts but we can see what happens with it so guardians money line then savali over on
3: strikeout. strikeouts that's super yeah, crazy, crazy like... that's
0: the type of game we would win you yeah. know yeah he strikes out a bunch of guys early we know his issue is that third time through the batting order i'm talking myself into it look <laughs> all right <laughs> let's let's go, go. Cool. That's a show. Make sure you guys download that Typico Sportsbook app. When you do use promo code REFLOG150, you'll get 150 bets on us, but then you're also going to get that $30 dog pound future bet. That's key. You can bet on anything Browns related for futures. Go check it out. Typico Sportsbook. Nothing quite like it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for McFadden popping in studio.
2: Just wanted to thank you guys one more time for the invite. For um, sure, man. So, Bernie Kosar and Hanford Dixon, I kind of happened to meet them a minute ago, and that's huge to a guy that grew up in Canton, Ohio, watching every single game that they played, crying at the fumble, at the drive. like Just like every emotion wrapped up into those seasons. Seeing him out there and meeting him was an absolute dream come true. Uh, Bernie subscribes to me on Twitter, which really freaks me out. So I have like a lot of pressure to put con- good content up there. Uh, Wait, whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa! Bernie
0: subscribes to
3: you the, on Twitter. The
2: super yeah.
0: followers. Bernie is all Bernie about that, Co-star Chris. Subscribes yeah. To yeah, he's you, all he's about the super subscribe. followers.
2: He doesn't subscribe to you, McNeil? He
0: does not subscribe to me. <laughs> no. What's up? He, oh, okay. Yeah, Chris, he went through a phase last year. I remember this. This was probably around Nove- late November, early December when they rolled that feature out where he was calling me several times a day. Nick, bro, this Twitter super followers, man. Like He was uh, he was so locked in on it. There was an era where that was all... Bernie was eating, breathing, sleeping Twitter super followers. So
2: the fact that he recognized me from super, super following me was the biggest mind blower and he said he loved the efficient content and all that so just a super humbling moment here at the big play studio thank you again for the invite beautiful lakefront, front berkeley front airport here and excited to see where you guys go. oh
0: yeah and we got some big announcements on the way for football season Ooh, i think any, anybody that knows the network knows the show you know has sp- spoken with us kind of has an idea about what we got going but man we're gonna do some fun okay, stuff. okay well
2: here. tell me here when we you know oh, yeah. get out of here
0: oh yeah for Thanks. sure for sure. All right, we'll see you guys next week. We're going to go play in some of that fun stuff for football season. So until then, we'll see you. Peace. It's time, streaming
2: live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play, Reflog Show.